Welcome to the Rotary Community Heroes of Hope. I'm your host, Judy Zulfikar, and I'm thrilled to be joined by my amazing co-host, Jamie Zinn, District Governor of Rotary District 5330. Together, we will take you on a journey to discover the incredible impact Rotarians have on our community and around the world. Get ready to be inspired by our Rotary Heroes of Hope. Hello, Judy. How are you doing today? Very good. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Thanks. Uh, really excited today. We have with us Chuck Weisbart, who is a Rotarian in the Idlewild Club and is the Community Services Chair for District 5330 Rotary. And uh, I think, Chuck, you are here to share to, with us today uh, some community projects, what's going on, the impact of those, and uh, talking a little bit about how that also impacts our membership. Well, okay, um, I'm going to start with something that a lot of clubs don't do that is very important, and that's a community service. Uh, it's a community assessment. And one of the problems with a community assessment is when any club tries to do it, you end up getting uh, paralysis through analysis because there's so much information and you need to sort what's good and what isn't. So um, right off the bat, I've got some recommendations for how to do the community assessment right up front because we have clubs that are doing huge projects every single year and every year they get bigger and bigger and bigger, but there's always opportunities for other projects in every club. I'm a firm believer every club should have a project a month. So there should be 12 projects for every club. So and doing the, let me, let me start yeah. here. Why, why, what is a community assessment? We may have people that are listening that are not Rotarians okay. and they need to understand what is a community assessment and why is it important? Well, the first thing is important so that you know what the needs are, because being a service organization, we serve the community. If you don't, if you cannot define what the needs are, then you may be doing a lot of work where it's not needed and missing places where it is needed very much in a community. All right. And you first start, the first thing you need to do is really define your community boundaries. Okay. Know where they are geographically. All right. And then you have a plan of attack. First of all, okay. Get the census information from, from census.gov. Find out what the average income, what the, uh, what the uh, uh, makeup, the composition uh, ethnically is of a certain area. Find out what exactly are the numbers for that community. When you find out what they are, then you really know where there might be a lot of need. Then you go ahead and you work on going to other organizations. You need to go to government organizations, the cities, to the parks and recreation, to the boys and girls clubs, to church, all sorts of religious institutions and ask questions about what opportunities, where the need is, where they can't serve that Rotary might be able to. Once you're able to do that, you kind of look at your club and say, what's in our toolbox? And this is where vocational service also comes into the picture because every member has some kind of background with vocational skills could be a job that they did 30 years ago. It could be something they're working on in their career right now. But they all have these, these tools in their toolbox. The club needs to know what all the tools are, what people's vocational skills are, and what their hobbies are. Because when you know what is in that toolbox, you look at a project and you say, you know, we can do that. Or if you look at a project and say, you know what, we really need somebody with this skill and we don't have in the club and there's a priority on this project, 
who, and you ask the members of the club, who do you know who has this skill? And when you ask that, you may find somebody that will be more than happy to help your Rotary Club. And we all know the minute anybody helps on a community service project, before you know it, they want to be a Rotarian. All right. And you thank them by inviting them to a meeting. And then you then you can flesh out your club so that you have the toolbox you need to get things done. You have to be really honest. You have to take a look at your existing community service projects and say, are we really serving the needs of the community? After you do that quick and dirty community assessment, you can go ahead and realize that, gee, you know what? We've been doing this for 10 years, and the needs over here aren't that great, but the needs over here are. And that's really important because then you can go ahead and be as efficient as possible to attack things in the community. The other thing that is really important, and, and one thing I love because my club is famous for this, is what I call the last-minute militia. And the last-minute militia in any Rotary Club is you build text teams because we all know if you send emails out to Rotarians, it gets lost in their email box. They may not look at it. They may look say, I'm going to look at it later, and four days later, it's in the trash. If you send texts, they will know exactly what's going on. And because I'm in a small community, we have text teams that are set up like this, retired, not real fit physically. Retired, very fit physically. Self-employed has a flexible schedule. Employed, which means they're available before 8 a.m. and after 5 p.m. And we have these four different text teams. And when something comes up in town and is needed on an emergency basis and Rotary gets a call, any Rotarian, we use these text teams and we text the people that will be perfect for that project. You know, that's an awesome idea. All right. And it's I've never heard that before, Chuck. Well, because I'm in a small community, certain things tend to come up. And we realized this a couple of years ago. And I said, why don't we have text teams? It's easy. You just set up a you set up four different groups and uh, text groups in your in your phone. It takes two seconds. One person knows about it and they try to recruit the right group, people. And in 20 minutes, you're on location, able to help somebody. And so this is how you set those um, those uh, volunteers to the snowmageddon issue so quickly. Absolutely. Yes, exactly. Because we knew who was working, who wasn't, who had, was physically fit, who wasn't, who, you know. So it, when you have a project, uh, an emergency that comes up, you have to be able to have things at your fingertips, but you have to be able to penetrate that barrier of communication. And that's why texting rather than uh, uh, sending emails. It's a good um pivot to communication that I think that we are getting more and more comfortable with as time goes on. A lot of people prefer to communicate via text and that allows us to be more direct contact to our volunteers. Exactly. Then the other thing that I like about text is if you don't get a response from somebody, you've got them in the text group, you just push a button and you automatically have them on the phone. Okay, because of the way the text system works in all in all in all uh, cell phones, so it gives you an opportunity to connect with the people that are the most important for the project that you've got right in front of you. And again, when you know what's in your club's toolbox, you know who needs to go where and what you can do with it. And that's the most important thing. And that vocational, the vocational skills and hobbies are something every single club should put in a matrix on a spreadsheet so they know when something comes up, who are the right people to call. 
who do you focus on? And that's the most important thing because uh, that, that's how you can go ahead and, and react to any kind of a community project immediately. Since I know that you're out there and about in uh, all the clubs, give us an example of some of some real effective um, projects that especially a small club can do. I hear those questions a lot uh, when I go to a small club, you know, because they they feel they don't have the resources, even though we encourage collaboration with other clubs and and other organizations in their city. But can you throw out some ideas on some? Well, some of the things that are really interesting is, um, you know, when you take a look at um, a small club like Semecula Morning Club. During COVID, people were at bus stops and the bus stops were filthy and they were afraid that people were going to get COVID from just sitting on the bench at the bus stops. So the Hemet, the um, the uh, Temecula Morning Club, they went out and started cleaning bus stops. All right, they were sanitizing them for people because these are the people that are going to work who don't have their own car. They have to use public transportation. They are probably were probably the most exposed group of people there were to COVID. So that club mobilized and went ahead and started doing the um, cleaning the uh, the bus stops. All right, the Hammett Club. Um, they've got a great program. They they remove graffiti from bus stops and signage in that town. And we had a, we have a, um, a Rotarian that's in the Hammett Club. And um, he's amazing because he lives up in Idlewild now, but he still maintains his membership in the Hammett Club. So we had a problem with some graffiti up here on some signage going coming into Idlewild. And in 25 seconds, he had it cleaned up. He has the kit in his car at all times. That's the kind of thing that's just so very important when you see it, react to it. Okay? You don't have to wait for somebody to ask you about it. You take a look and you see what's going on and you're able to help. The, the Temecula Club during COVID, they realized that the elderly needed interaction. So what did they do? They mobilized so that there was interaction with the elderly in some of the rest homes, the, their nursing homes. Um, these things are so important and it's important to know what's going on and be as current as possible in the community. All right. And uh, now with social media, anything happens in a community, you know about it instantly because everybody's looking at social media now. And that's what's so very, very important. But the thing is also clubs need to make sure that they post in social media everything that they have done because that makes other clubs aware of things that they can do and take a look at their community and say, you know something, this is going on in our community. Why aren't we doing something like I think that the interaction between the different clubs is, is really critical. And what you're saying that's happening at that small level in your community really came to fruition when Snowmageddon happened um, as well. And there were Rotarians from all over our district that came to the table with their specific skill, like who has a truck who ha- that can get through snow and, you know, let's find somebody that can donate food, et cetera. Um, that is a big, big asset that we as District 5330 have is an amazing group of professionals from all different types of professions and walks of life that can offer great service to our community 
And and to your point, Chuck, we need to make sure we know what their vocations are. We don't focus on that in very much. So you know, know what everyone's vocation is so that we can then utilize them and um, help have them serve in a most appropriate way when we have these different instances that arise. And with getting the clubs to work together, because if I know that the, cl- the Hemic Club has certain assets, that, uh, the people that are assets for a project and we don't have them in our club, I'll call the Hemic Club and I'll say, hey, can we, you guys help us and back us up? Um, in, in Hemet, when they had that fire a couple years ago, it ruined the best park that is in the Hemet area, which is the Simpson Park. Simpson was totally devastated. When the city got together with Hemet Rotary and they were going ahead and working on Simpson Park, I got a phone call from Dan Cortesi and he says, how would you like to bring a few volunteers down and help us with the restoration of Simpson Park? All right, and I said, when and how many do you want? And we were there the next week. And we had so much fun and it was so awesome because it was organizations working together and groups and teams from different clubs working together. Plus it bonds the clubs to each other. All right. And that's so very important. We need to get more collaboration between all our clubs. I think this is a really important point, Judy, um, and you you probably will agree that um, as we're working on our initiative to have information more readily available to clubs, this resource issue would be wonderful uh, to put out there. Um, and, you know, you have to be careful here, Chuck. We might just volunteer you to uh, coordinate that effort and get all that information. I'm up for it. I'll be more than happy. As I say, it's it, that's what I call the club toolbox. And every club has a toolbox, which means our district has one great big toolbox. We just need to know what to pull from where so that we can utilize it. And, um, you know, if you got one asset from one club, they're going to bring six people from their club to help, okay, on a project. And that's the thing that's so much that, – that's just what's so great about it. And it's, 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 it's fun, but, it, again, it's – it maximizes Rotary's opportunities to go ahead and make significant contributions to helping communities where we're really needed the most. That was perfectly said, Chuck. And we appreciate you coming out to chat with us today and talk about the community service that our district provides. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. Thank you, Chuck. Appreciate it. So that wraps up this episode of Heroes of Hope. We are so happy that we have an audience out there listening. We want you to subscribe, share, and tell your friends about the Rotary Community Heroes of Hope because that's how we get the word out about the impact we're having in this world. 